When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Tragic news over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and Scott, you and I are about to hear a clip that I haven't heard yet. David said, oh my gosh, have you heard this? I have yeah. not heard it either. Okay, I'll let you set it up, David. Yeah, so uh, three American soldiers were killed, 34 at least more injured in a drone attack linked to Iran in northeast Jordan this weekend. Uh, it's a tragedy, of course, and we're all waiting to see how the Biden administration will respond to this. Uh, they've said they will, but, uh, you know, at the time and place of our choosing. But I don't know. Nothing they've done has really worked. So I'm more worried than ever uh, in this current moment. Uh, but the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, rest assured, she's here to explain to the American public that Joe Biden knows what people are going through and wants to put your fears to bed. This is her trying to give condolences to the families of those who were killed over the weekend. Okay. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Oh my goodness! Yeah, dreadful to say they deserve better would be a gross understatement. What is that? She's afraid to say, men. Oh yeah, right away that was. I thought the same thing when I... She afraid not to say the wrong thing? Yeah. You don't want to say prayers. But you can't say that. No. If you're her. No. What is that, David? That's somebody who is in over her head. And I know that she's not on the policy-making level, but she is very emblematic of how incompetent this administration truly is. Because That's they well put said. diversity, they put yep. what you look like and who you are over what you can do and you have three dead soldiers and she has this mealy mouth thing that sounds like it sounds like an eight-year-old giving a book report on a book she didn't read 
how hard is it to say? Of course, our hearts go out to the families of these brave soldiers who were killed protecting the United States. And then she adds insult to industry, uh, industry, here we go, insult to injury. She says, oh, yeah, defending this administration. No, you moron. They're defending the United States of America. That's the mission. Wow, that flew right over my head. Me too. I was just going to say I the same hear that thing. Back. Yeah, I want to hear it too. I didn't okay, get. I didn't hear that. Of uh, this administration of the American people, oh, obviously more. Yeah. Wow. Always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of oh. the American people, obviously more so. More importantly, uh, we lost those souls. I got you, man. Oh man, I just. I'm sorry, but my my attention went away at some point. I was just hearing words. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, man. And this isn't, I guess it is scoreboarding. I don't mean it to be scoreboarding. It's out of frustration. Because last week we were talking about this, and I noticed it a number of times and said at the time, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert when it comes to foreign, you know, relations and, you know, the defense of this nation. But you can use common sense when it comes to a number of different things. And you listen to people that you respect. And again and again, you kept hearing the greatest fear was an escalation of what's going on in the Middle East. That, you know, it would go beyond, you know, Hamas and Israel and a broader war. That was the greatest fear. And I'm thinking, isn't our greatest fear our own men and women? Because they're getting attacked all over the place. What are we going to have to do? Wait until people are killed to do something? And now here we are. I don't understand it. Everything is so mealy mouth with everything this administration does. And it's so slimy. I mean, like everything that's going on at the border, just gaslighting people for years. The border is secure. No, it's not. I mean, impeached. Mayorkas should be in freaking jail. It's disgusting. Okay. So that was over the weekend. Biden was also out, you know, campaigning. Golly. Over the weekend. Wow. Uh, he's not doing any better. Uh, no, he's not. He was on the campaign trail in South Carolina over the weekend and tried to talk about Donald Trump and the economy. Again, we're in good hands here. Oh, boy. That American consumers are facing real confidence in their economy we're building. Let me tell you who else is noticing that. Donald Trump. <laughs> Did you see what he recently said about that he wants to, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year? A sitting president. He is? Does he say in my favor? What? I don't know. <laughs> I know it's bad when uh, Robbins has his eyes closed and is shaking his head like there's no hope. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, he's fit. He's fine. He had AOC out there over the weekend. He's the best chance for the Democrats. Really? She can't truly believe that, can she? No. Well, maybe she does. I don't know. I mean, he was talking about the border and fentanyl. I don't know what he says half the time. Asylum, asylum officers and over 100 cutting-edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our southwest border. What the? What? Did he Listen, say, man? Did he say, <laughs> just gather everyone for a second. <laughs> and just gather you seriously. You hadn't heard that one, had you? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, but but I want to I want to look you right in the eye, and I want to say to you, I get it. You hate Donald Trump. You hate him with a red hot passion. You hate him. I'm begging you, sit it out. 
Just sit it out. You can't vote for this guy. You can't. You cannot vote for this guy. But democracy is on the ballot. <laughs> democracy is not. On, it, well, it is if you vote for that guy. He ain't running anything. But it's just like, how can I, I understand? I understand completely. You hate Donald. You hate everything. You hate his, the, the air he breathes. You hate him. <laughs> you will never, ever vote for him. I'm just begging you. Sit it out. Don't vote. Just don't vote. Let it let it alone. That way you can claim I didn't vote for him, and you can also claim I didn't vote for that mushmouth wiener either. Leave it alone, Scott. I I need to remind you that it's a lifelong stutter that none of us knew about until like four years ago. I just, I'm my head just blows up every time I hear this. It did. Like, oh. you know, I can't I can't help it. I go from being so ticked off. What happened over the weekend, and then that idiotic statement from Green John. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then you go off on yeah. this, and I can't help it, Scott. It, I just it, can't help it. It did sound like he said that applesauce was crossing the border. That's what I thought it was. Applesauce. Oh, man. Let me go back, because I didn't hear that in it. Cutting edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our, our southwest border. <laughs> coming applesauce, our southwest border. Our border. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He puts the Auchincloss sauce on his applesauce, too. He did that. It's right. weird. He did that there. Wow. Oh, and there's more, too, that we'll get to a little bit later. Oh, I there's a, there's a boatload of them from the weekend. Oh, yeah. One weekend. <laughs> Again, don't vote. Just set it out. Don't just... You're not responsible for anything that happens after that. You can claim that, okay? I didn't do any of this. Oh, goodness. Um... Some other news out over the weekend. No one saw this coming. Uh, looks like Ben Shapiro is now a rapper. Yeah, like, Ben Shapiro, this song, it's number one on iTunes? How about that? It's actually by rapper Tom McDonald featuring Ben Shapiro. It's called Facts. Have you heard any of it? Yeah, a little bit. You hear some of it, David? Yeah, I have. Okay. Let's just keep it real facts. Don't care how you feel, man. If you want my pronouns, I'm the man. I'm the man who don't respect. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like lizard, my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yamaka, homie, no cap. Look at the graphs, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke parents. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. <laughs> Just a little, a little taste. Yeah. That's so funny. And actually, Nicki Minaj yeah. said, you know what? It's not bad. The different people say, you know what, Ben? That's not too bad. She did say that it was a little derivative, though. Little. Yeah. By the way, uh, Tom McDonald, did you see the story? He said Big Tech is suppressing the song. He said the industry wants you to listen to manufactured bull bleep. He said this is how the industry screws independent artists. So, And he posted this online. Saying, whether you like me or hate me or think my music is awesome or think it's trash, I don't care. I just dropped a new video and a new song called Facts with Ben Shapiro. TuneCore, a distribution company for independent artists, refused to release the song because of, quote, lyrical content. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that great? Now, YouTube is screwing with us on the trending charge, or charts. And then he shows a screenshot of Megan Thee Stallion. In the top trending spot on YouTube with 
his song with Ben Shapiro at number two. He says, our video has over a million more views than hers in the same time frame. Our video also has over 30,000 more comments in the same time frame. How is Megan the Stallion still number one? Because the industry wants you to listen to manufactured bull bleep. And they don't want you listening to, quote, controversial music. That's the music industry. So even that stuff. Yeah, it's just trickled down to rap. It, it's been there a long gets, time. Gets suppressed. Yeah. Just wild. And, of course, we know who's in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and Niners. Yep. And I was watching, um, especially the late game, with three buddies. Their wives are there. And then I'm getting texts from people, you know, after the first game was over. Two more weeks of this. Like, no. Enough of the sweat. We're not going to stop hearing about this. And Kelsey's in every commercial. And Patrick Mahomes, how many people have you heard? I used to really like him, but he became such a whiner and I can't take it. This is going to suck over the next few weeks. No, 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 no. That's America right now. Well, it's say, man, it's not her fault. Okay. Well, it isn't. I mean, they they choose to show her up there all the time. Yeah. Because she's good for ratings, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because the first few times she was on there, she didn't, you know, draw attention to herself or anything. People are just tired of it. But here we go another few weeks. All right. A whole lot from the weekend that we got to get to. Coming up in just a few. you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still getting out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text him to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text H-I-M to 321321. That's him to 321321. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Say in inspection machines. <laughs> Help detect and stop fentanyl coming out. So Biden versus Fetterman. Let's get that one going. <laughs> well, I got Cognitive Fetterman. test. I know. Well, yeah, Pennsylvania Democrat Senator John Fetterman. Um, it, it, it actually, it's starting to hurt less. But after the guy went to the loony bin and has yeah. since come out, he's growing on me. He keeps making sense. I mean, he's coming out saying, yeah, of course we shouldn't, shouldn't be selling farmland to Chinese interests or, or manufacturing hubs to uh, Chinese-backed uh, firms. Of course not. Well, yeah, that's a common sense thing. Or protect the border. Or protect the border. Yeah, it's a problem when you got the population of Pittsburgh coming into the country every single month. Okay, so we may not agree on everything, but there's a couple things, John. Okay, good job. And then there's the Israel-Hamas thing. When a lot oh, yeah. of people in his party were going crazy, calling for a ceasefire, he's been fairly resolute in supporting Israel. Uh, he had a bunch of pro-Hamas protesters show up outside of his home. So this guy gets up on the roof of the building, and he spent some time just waving an Israeli flag at them while protesters did their dumb little chant. Yeah, it looks like like an apartment building. Yeah. It, he's up on the top with the flag, and there they are. It's so original, too. Right. Just constantly coming up with new and fresh materials. And you, I guess, could try to make sense and say, what do you mean genocide? Could you explain that, please? No, they can't. Of course they can't. But I don't think they're going to stop chanting it either. And then you always wonder how many in that group actually knows what's going on. In Israel, the Gaza Strip. Yeah. You know, it's the cool thing to do, I I guess. I saw that video and I just had that thought again. You know, Fetterman's making sense. The president of the United States can't speak. And Ben Shapiro has the number one rap song in America. We all died from COVID and this is hell. (laughs) I don't know if I mean, just yeah. Not to mention you got 20 states that want to uh, side with Texas against the federal government. Yeah, Even more than that. So here we go, man. Here we go. Yeah, this is like the fourth time you've mentioned Civil War today. The first time maybe on the air. I have, the first time I've actually felt it was over the weekend. Like, this thing's coming apart at the seams. Yeah, I always think, okay, if it keeps going on this trajectory, yeah. where do we end up? The rubber meets the road at some point. No one wants to see that. We'll see where it goes, man. And then I've got some more bad news for you. What's that? Or maybe this is good news for you. Um, I was going to wait till later in the show. David's like, ah, let's do this now. Alyssa Milano, one of your favorites. You brought her up on this show. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, well, uh, she's got criticism raining down on her right now. Yeah. Because she wanted you to help fund a trip for her son's baseball team. Well, I won't. Go to GoFundMe and give. I'm not doing it. She's got all kinds of money. <laughs> That's what people were pointing out. Well, she does. She drives a $200,000 car. I mean, people like listed stuff. She like, you're asking money? Give 10 bucks to her kid's Pony League team? What? 12. I'm not the doing travel that. travel team to go to Cooperstown. Yeah. Um, it's like she's a multimillionaire. Um, she's married to the dude that's one of the heads of the Creative Arts Agency, a major Hollywood talent agency. Um, I almost feel sorry for that guy, but go ahead. 
Yeah, she drives this $200,000 electric Porsche with a $14,000 custom paint job. And so people are saying, you fund it. You're asking for donations? Grifter. Do I get at least like a box of turtles for it? <laughs> I don't think so. A, a box of turtles? <laughs> well, the little he's, go, he's going back to the 70s when... Uh, Kids sold candy to raise money for their teens. Oh, yeah, a lot of times they were, yeah. they were turtles. Door I'm to like, door. Are, yeah. are you yeah. a turtle guy now? I wasn't prepared for that development. Man, you dip anything in chocolate, I'm good. Chocolate, caramel. Yeah. yeah. She says, hey, I've paid for uniforms for the entire team and coaches and thrown birthday parties. The kids also do fundraising, car washes, many other things. But thank you for helping fund this trip with GoFundMe. And people are doing it? Some. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. Three American soldiers killed, dozens more wounded in the Middle East as Biden's weakness on the world stage comes to a head yet again we wonder what happens moving forward there's a lot of arguments about uh, troop deployment what what should the response be knowing that iran was uh, paying for this operation that left oh, yeah. american soldiers dead um there's know, been no deterrent Oh, and by the way, the defense secretary, he made a, a, a public appearance for the first time <laughs> in weeks because he was in the hospital and no one knew about it. Yes, but the uh, adults are back in charge, right? That's what yeah. we're told. Unreal. Update on that and what's your story straight ahead. David Van Camp, Millennial, the sexy boomer about to lose it, Scott Robbins. It's only Monday. I know it started that way already. A lot of frustration from over the weekend. Yes. There's no doubt about it. Um, and this clip you have, David, of this liberal reporter berating the White House for not starting a civil war, it seems. Yeah, the state of Texas is continuing to fortify the southern border to do the job that Joe Biden's not willing to do. Uh, there have been a lot of people claiming that the state is defying the Supreme Court, which is not true. The Supreme Court said, hey, Border Patrol, while the current lawsuit between the Biden administration and the state of Texas is going on, if Border Patrol needs to remove some of the barriers or the razor wire, they can do so. They said nothing about Texas's ability to further fortify uh, regions of the border where they, can, where they see fit. Seems a little odd, but the way it states right now, they could cut down, you know, the razor wire, and then Texas can put it right back up. Yes. Yeah, there, there <laughs> is nothing kooky, blocking them from putting up razor wire or any other border uh, security measures. Nothing. So you're telling me this is not a constitutional crisis, then? Not, not at the moment. No, it's not. Thank, thank you, David. And I, and I keep seeing this from CNN, oh, yeah. from all, all these oh, yeah. other uh, news outlets saying that he's defying the Supreme Court. He's, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas is not defying any court order. Uh, but anyway, the push to get uh, Biden to federalize the National Guard is on, and that would probably trigger a constitutional crisis, especially Jeez. because you've got 25 other states that are willing to send their National Guard troops into mm -hmm. uh, Texas. Some of them already have. 
So ugh, what does that look like? You're going to federalize every single National Guard? I, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, this would be a really bad idea. Uh, but liberals really want him to do that. Here's a liberal reporter named Andrew Feinberg at the White House press briefing. I, this guy sounds like he's about to poop himself with rage as he was asking Corrine Jean-Pierre why Biden won't take over. Texas National Guard soldiers and National Guard soldiers from other states are being used to frustrate federal authority. They are being used to get in the way of federal immigration enforcement. And Time out. There is no enforcement. That's the problem. Right. Moron. To flout a court order from a federal court. No. At what point does the president step in and say... Enough of that. These are American soldiers. I am federalizing the National Guard and ordering them to let the Border Patrol do their jobs because they took an oath to the Constitution, and I am— Hold on, right there. Yeah. The president isn't upholding his oath to the Constitution. I don't even know if that moron realizes that. Well, this guy is you, t- his head's ready to blow up. You can yeah. tell. Yeah, but mm, but it was ruled. Er, yeah, yeah. And I am their commander in chief. When does that? When does enough become enough? So I'll say this: I'm not going to speculate on any actions the president could could use. I'm just not. You you don't seem to be willing to say that the president will uphold the authority of the federal government. That's well. That's why they're suing the state of Texas, jackass. I mean, that, yeah. that is actually an attempt to uphold what he sees as his sole responsibility at the border. That's what the court argument is about. Nobody's flouting a court order. No. No. All of this, I think most people look at it and just say the border has to be enforced. It's not being enforced. Someone's trying to enforce it. And most of the American people are going to be behind whoever wants to enforce it. That's just simple person speak. Governors need to keep their their constituents safe. Yes, because it's coming. That's part of their job. That's part of why we have a National Guard in states. Yes. Yes, but we have an administration that has not wanted to enforce anything. It's just like if you... if yeah, They're aiding right. and abetting the freaking cartel. But you want to change the rules all the time. Yes. No matter what it is. Whether it's packing the Supreme Court or vote by phone or whatever. They, they want to just change the rules. They don't like the outcome. Let's change the rules so we get the outcome we want. Right. That's nonsense. Oh, it's incredibly frustrating. And it, you can almost hear the frustration, it, you know, and maybe I'm you know, trying to read minds here, but it seems like, hey, but there's a rule, and people aren't following those rules. Right, exactly. They're not being respected. Right. Yes. Dude, who respects Biden? Not just in this country, in the world. In his own cabinet. Think about what happened over the weekend. Remember what Biden said a couple of weeks ago about Iran? He's already told him. They know not to do anything, remember? I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. They know not to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of respect. They didn't for three days. They've never stopped. No. It basically started October 7th, and it's never stopped. There's no respect there. And everybody in the world knows it, for crying out loud. All right, time to move on. We got to do what we do every day about this time. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. 
Today, David, what's your story? I want to stay on immigration for just a minute. Um, don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I just think this is a really funny headline from NBC News. Do you know nearly 40,000 migrants have arrived in Denver over the past year? The city is overwhelmed now. What? And starting February 5th, Denver is going to limit the number of days migrants can stay in shelters and send those who exceed their stay out into the streets. <laughs> 40,000. That's four days in Texas. Yep. 40,000 over the last year, and they're like, we surrender. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> we are overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way... I can understand because you are overwhelmed. You just never thought it was going to happen to you. Right. Another sanctuary city saying, well, yes. okay, never mind. Yeah. No sanctuary for you. You need to get out on the street or go to New York. I hear it's great this time of year. Yeah, good luck to you. No, it's a problem. I mean, and again, it's probably worth saying if it were not for Abbott and some other people sending people to all these different cities, I don't think we'd be where we're at right now. And as you've mentioned it, I don't know how many times, David, uh, Abbott is not the one that sent most of these illegal immigrants to these cities. No. It's the federal government. Most of the time, yeah, it's the federal government by way of non-governmental organizations. Well, the Santos was like the first guy through the wall on this, right? Abbott I mean, was, was first. Oh, he was as first? As far as the yeah. buses, yeah. 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 And then uh, DeSantis really got people upset with the Martha's Vineyard thing, which was also hilarious. Yeah. Scott, what do you got today for What's Your Story? Well, mine uh, revolves around the uh, NFL season, which came to a crashing end for the Detroit Lions yesterday. I think Ooh. a lot of America was pulling Ooh. for them. Yeah, it was tough. You know, man. but it is a tough loss. Fourth down decision. Uh, guy wrote a piece yeah. today, said that, you know, he said, I finally gave up on the Lions a long time ago. He goes, but I have friends of mine who didn't. He said, and they're being rewarded right now. Tongue poised firmly in cheek. Hmm. So the Ford family, which has owned the team since 1963, went ahead and before the Lions had even secured the NFC North, and for the first time since the league had realigned the divisions, raised prices, in some cases, to astronomical levels. A family of four. This guy said he's got a buddy of his. The Paxton family. They have four seats, section 103. First row behind the Lions bench near the tunnel. They've been in the family since the 50s. He and his wife Vera and their 15-year-old son Joshua go to a handful of games every year. They sell some of the tickets to several games for a profit, and they give some to family and friends for face value. This season, he paid $5,536 for the seats. Next year, those same seats will cost $13,616. Oh. That is a 146% oh. increase in price. <laughs> Thanks, Lions fans, for sticking with us all these years. Screw you. <laughs> Here we go. I understand that the prices go up after a team starts winning, but that does seem a little aggressive in the pricing. 146%. Dang. I mean, even the 2016 Chicago Cubs looks at that and says, man, that's pretty aggressive as far as your prices. Yeah, ours only went up 90%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that, dude. People oh, yeah, were sure. upset. Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, for my story today... Again, man, I see a cat story. I think of Scott. I think of David, too. I'm like, okay, um, this is kind of interesting. Um, there's an animal shelter in New Jersey called Homeward Bound Pet Adoption, and they're offering a unique service for Valentine's Day this year. 
for a $50 donation, uh-huh. they'll name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter it. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah, I would imagine more women than men will do this, but... They'll also spay female cats. But the real appeal is getting to name a cat after some dude that you hate. Right. And being able to say you just had his baby makers lopped off. There you go. Dang. Yeah, that seems to hold more symbolism than, yes, than what the they'll do around. to a female cat. Right. Yeah. So the flyer they posted online says, neuter your ex for Valentine's Day. Because some things shouldn't breed. You get like a certificate <laughs> with your ex's name on it. Sure like, like when you name a star after somebody, you get a little, you know, little signage that says do, so. Do you get to keep them? See, I thought the same thing. Hmm. Right. I, I don't. Yeah, I guess you could request that. Turn them into a <laughs> neck. If you want to. Nice keep a little jar. Nice necklace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So this... Not this particular story, but within the last couple of weeks, um, neutering, you know, different pets came up in conversation. And I had told the story the way that I saw, you know, some animals, including cats, neutered when I was a kid. Because if, you know, like my grandfather had a farm and so, you know, farmers took care of stuff on their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little iodine, and and there it went. And people are like, that really didn't happen. I'm like, of course it happened. So, and David, I know you didn't see any of that as a kid, but I'm guessing, Scott, growing up in rural America, you saw that, right? Yeah. You used to be able to collect them and put them in a bucket. If there was doing a lot at one time. If the hogs, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever seen that with a cat? No. Yeah. Like my dad said, it. No, I've it, never seen him with a cat. It took the rough edge off him for a couple of days. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's fine though. Well, yeah. When you when you were on the farm though, and you did the hogs, you put him in a bucket, and then yeah, they yeah. fried him up later, and you had him for dinner. Yeah, I didn't Good do any stuff. of the dinner stuff, but yeah. But you had to get the dogs and cats away from him because they'd eat them. Yeah. Hey, hey. Cutting pigs. Right. Yeah. I wore my glove. Okay. Uh, <laughs> update on electric buses and more straight ahead right here. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at Navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. 
This ad furnished by Nesmit Taju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Update on electric buses, David? Oh, yeah. You know, Kamala Harris has talked a lot about electric buses. You know what's really cool about electric buses? Is you can charge your phone while you ride on the electric school bus. That's one of the selling points that Kamala Harris highlighted because no other vehicle on (laughs) earth has the capability to charge your phone while you are riding it. I remember that at the time when that came out, you uh, were dumbfounded. Yeah. Like, this is a new thing? <laughs> There's a uh, new report, though, about a bunch of cities that, that bought into the electric bus thing. Yeah. I mean, spending millions of dollars mm-hmm. on this. And, well, there a lot of cases, most of those buses are now just not even being used because they're too expensive to fix. Or the company that they bought it from, Proterra, uh, which declared bankruptcy, by the way, is not necessarily returning their phone calls for maintenance. So you look at different cities, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, three of the five e-buses they bought a few years ago are now sitting idle because of software issues, mechanical problems, and an inability to obtain replacement parts. Uh, then you go to Colorado Springs. They got four e-buses in 2021. Two of them are not running. They cost $1.2 million a piece, mostly paid for by government grants. Now, part of the problem, again, Proterra filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in August. The company uh, was the largest e-bus company in the U.S., representing about 40% of the market before they went belly up. And also, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm sat on Proterra's board until she joined the Biden administration. And guess what company was getting uh, pushed by a lot of municipalities <laughs> looking to get electric buses? Oh, that one, of course. She's getting money. Yeah. In, in, in Philadelphia... They spent $24 million on a fleet of Proterras, and they've all been pulled out of commission. 25 buses. Oh, my goodness. And remember that report out of Philadelphia? I mean, they had no place to charge them. They'd have to go to the public charging places. Yeah. Just a complete disaster. Wow. There was another story I just saw briefly over the weekend where a dude in North Carolina his home a tesla battery exploded inside oh geez oh yeah i think i think i got a copy of the dispatcher calling in the fire and explosion 
Roll that, yeah. Yeah, roll it. Here it is. So I got the smaller of the two batteries from the car in the kitchen, charging it up, and then it exploded. Neighbor went inside to see if we couldn't extinguish the fire, so he's going to have that smoke plus uh, dry cam that he inhaled. Oh, buddy. Man. Yeah. I think you're charging it. Okay, it's a place to charge it. Don't expect it to blow up. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's pretty crazy. Speaking of crazy, did you see what happened um, at Lake Tahoe? The skier that got stranded in one of the cars overnight? Dang, that's a big fear Gondolas. of mine. One of my, yeah. Well, you don't ski much. No, but he, I've been on those things before, and not necessarily for skiing, but other places. Well, you know, like on your, you know, old school just lift. Yeah. I mean, you're out in the open air. This is one that's enclosed. Okay? And... This woman, Monica Lasso, she's from Chile. She didn't have her phone. Ugh. And so since she's inside, she's screaming for help. She was stuck there for 15 hours. Oh, God dang. <laughs> Suspended. It's freezing, oh, too. Oh, man. I mean, she's going to be all right. Um, there was a survival kit inside, <laughs> but she didn't find it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it says she never ended up getting rescued. Her friends reported her missing, but employees only found out she'd been up there when they got to work the next day. Oh, geez. So they turned the lift back on, and it dumped her out at the bottom. <laughs> she said she screamed for help for so long she lost her voice. But again, she's going to be okay. She didn't even need to go to the hospital. But yeah, 15 hours. Man. Come on, Scotty. Let's get you up on one of those. It's a fun ride. No, I'm not going. <laughs> no. One time no. for a million dollars. No. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, do you have an update? I do. Remember how, uh, I don't know, not that long ago, if you said, hey, we should be keeping track as to, like, where that money that we're giving Ukraine is going? Yeah. Because, boy, it seems like that's a pretty corrupt country. And, you know, I, I want them to fight back as hard as they can against the Russians, but we can't just be handing them a blank check. And if you well, they've s- been one of the most corrupt nations in the world for years. Yeah. The oligarchs always get rich. Yeah, and, and if you brought that up, you were a Putin apologist. <laughs> You're probably on the payroll. Right. Mm-hmm. New report out today. Uh, Ukraine says corrupt officials stole $40 million meant to buy arms for the war. Get out. No way. You're not surprised at of all. Of course not. Well, people that are paying attention. Other people are like, what? Really? Who? Yeah. It's happened for a long time. But you, bringing this up in the past, Scott, you're just a Putin stooge. Well, yeah. and if You wear that P on your hat. It's not for Philadelphia. For it's Putin. not for Pittsburgh. It's for Putin. 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 Everybody knows that. Of course. Right? No, but I mean, it was just wheelbarrows full of money unchecked. Because a guy in a tracksuit said he needed it. Yes. 
And if we didn't do it, we were just as guilty of communism as Russia was. It's really remarkable that there was no checks or balance attached to anything. Just like, here you go. As far as I can tell, legacy media still never really paid attention to the Burisma story. With then-sitting Vice well, President Joe Biden and his son Hunter and getting on the board. That's so far on the And getting back. a prosecutor fired. Yeah, you can't And Biden, what it. we've heard a hundred right. times, says, well, son of a... I got the money. Do you Golly. remember... Or they, we gave them the, money, them the money in exchange for firing this guy. Yeah. Who was calling out corruption. Jeez. Do you remember Democrat Congressman Jerry Con- Connolly? This was last year, I believe. Where... You know, some Republicans were saying, hey, we need to have a full accounting of the aid that's been going to Ukraine before we start sending more money and more gear, just because we want to know where it's going. Is it going into the pockets of the rich? Right. Or is it actually helping in this fight? Jerry Connolly said, we don't need to know how Ukraine is spending our money. At this moment... That risks serious undermining, serious uh, erosion in confidence on the battlefield in Ukraine. There'll be plenty of time to look at accountability and transparency. We should. All right, now we're in the middle of a war, and they need our support. They need our friendship. They need to know they can count on us. This is about reaffirming our support to the Ukrainian people and their struggle against authoritarianism, their struggle for the simple right to (laughs) determine their own destiny, and they're sacrificing their lives for it. The least they can expect from us is that we will help them in that effort. So we are helping. I'm all for transparency and accountability. And it doesn't sound like this resolution. Not now. Not with this message. Yeah. But I'm not accusing that guy of anything. Okay, but after hearing that, wouldn't you want to know exactly all the money that comes into his coffers? Yeah. Yeah. And and if it so happens (laughs) that whether it's the vast military industrial complex or something from Ukraine somewhere it's tied in, would you be surprised? Yeah. You know, I mean, I want to I want a receipt when I go to Walmart so I can check it later. Yeah, just to make sure I got everything I paid for. But we're going to give billions of dollars to this guy, and not there's no checks at all, because they need to know at this time but we're I mean, their like, friends and we trust them. Well, that's trust fine. and verify. You know, no matter how you feel about it, that's, no, that's fine. Ridiculous. That's but absolutely my ridiculous. God, man, there's no inventory check. Come nothing. On. Come on. Yeah. Is nobody walking around the lot after business closes checking <laughs> the tanks. How many no. do we have? <laughs> think it's like a lot of people in the country and we've said it before not the only ones it's that your your fear is it's just nutty nobody does business like that none both sides of the aisle have sold out the american people for years yeah for years and this is probably just another case of it now we're not hearing anything about it no i mean now it's it's just gone that's right still going on as legacy media got their marching orders we're still dumping money in there that we don't know where it's going but hey um, of course, tragedy over the weekend, and the statement from Karine Jean-Pierre was really something. Yeah, three American soldiers killed, 34 more injured at least in a drone attack that has been linked to Iran in northeast Jordan this weekend. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on MSNBC today 
trying to do the bare minimum and just say, hey, condolences to those who lost loved ones. Certainly not an equity hire here. It is impossible for her to do that. Wow. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three folks who are, who are military folks, who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people, obviously more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. I can't say the wrong word. Uh, uh, uh. Goodness gracious, What's wrong man. with you? It's very frustrating. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, you could see this coming. We talked about it. Not military experts, but you knew there was no deterrence. Iran wasn't listening to anything. No. We're saying, well, we just, the biggest fear is a wider war. No, the biggest fear should be our own men and women. And they're getting fired upon all over the place. They had uh, retired Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg on Fox. He said, of course, no one should be surprised. Anybody who didn't see this coming in, in national security is a fool. We knew it was going to happen with the amount of attacks that have been occurring. We were just dodging the bullet. We were getting lucky. And it was caused primarily because of our normalization of activities. Yeah. Isn't it just common sense to you? Yeah. Well, yeah, if somebody's saying, hey, we're going to hit you, hey, we're going to hit you, hey, we're going to hit you, it just sort of seems like you can't be all that surprised when they finally do it. Yeah, and for, you know, Biden to say a couple of weeks ago, I, I already told him, they know, don't, don't, you know, don't. And now the question is, what are we going to do? And Kellogg said, well, better make some decisions or it's going to happen again. My concern is this administration going to take the hard option it needs to take and strike hard against the Iranians. Does that mean personnel? Sure. It could mean everything from going after Ismail Ghani, who's the current leader of the Quds Force, or even the Supreme Leader, Khamenei, or going after facilities that build the drones uh, within Iran, take out their naval facilities. They're going to have to make those decisions. But if they don't strike hard, they're making a big mistake. And I believe we're going to see a repeat of this in the future. You know, and the thing is, I want to believe exactly what he says because that makes sense. And then I step back and say, and again, not accusing, but it's the question that comes in your mind. All right. Where's he getting his money from? Right. To go on Fox and say that. Oh, well. I just want to trust him. No, I know. I know. But you're not quite sure. But. That's true of everybody who speaks, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the cynical world we live in. Well, you have to be. And, well, yeah. It was it's a learned tactic? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that happen sometimes where you're just talking with people, especially if someone that's younger, and they'll say to you, "Well, you're sure cynical." Like, yeah, I didn't used to be. <laughs> right, I used right. to just want to believe the goodness of people, and they were telling you the truth until you learn that this is really how the game is played and the words of the great billy joel we didn't start the fire the world's been turning since we've been burning whatever man we didn't do it i, I mean still wish we had a nerf football from 20 years ago because i'd throw it at you right now uh, yeah. yeah quoting billy joel and misquoting Golly. billy joel i think did he maybe oh boy yeah okay moving on um let's see someone about as relevant as billy joel how about nancy pelosi she's in the news yeah democrat representative nancy pelosi thinks that left-wing pro-hamas protesters in america are being funded by russian president vladimir putin this was on cnn 
That's pretty good. You're not mad at me about the Billy Joel thing. No, not at all. Okay, just checking. Here we go. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of these, some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know. You think some not. of these protests are Russian plants? I think they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated. And I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that. <laughs> now you're interested in where funding goes oh. to for certain protest organizations, huh? Wow. Well, you, you don't need... That's rich, isn't it? Yeah, you, you don't need Putin's direct involvement when every classroom in America is pumping this pro-Hamas garbage into the minds of young people. Yep. Boy, isn't that the truth. And you're telling me the Saturday Night Live's got to step back a little bit. Oh, They're dude. embarrassed. Yeah, they, this, this is an incredible self-owned Saturday Night Live's weekend update. Uh, they smugly mocked Trump for using a phrase that's real. Uh, but they didn't bother to uh, look it up. I, I watched it live and looked it up. Really? Because I thought they were wrong when they said it. But I wasn't sure. I'm like, well, they can't be wrong, right? I mean, Trump misspoke. And this, this has to go through a vetted at least a couple of people, right? Okay, roll it. Trump did have a slight stumble this week while talking about banks. And he introduced an interesting new term called D-Bank. We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. I don't know what the hell debank means. I do. But he might have to take de-ambulance to see the doctor. Look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean. I Googled it right after that. I just Googled it. Yeah, that's Because uh, I thought I was wrong. I don't trust myself. No, I'm I mean, like, well, I'm pretty sure that's real. Yeah, Holy Trump. Smokes. Trump didn't invent that phrase. I no. mean, that, that's something when either a government or financial institutions get together and say, "You can't use our services anymore." In fact, maybe we'll even seize your money and your assets. We heard a lot about it during the whole Canadian trucker pro, uh, protest that was going on when the government froze the protesters' funds in some cases within their bank accounts. That's debanking. That's a, Have that's they a had thing. to come out and say we were wrong? I don't know. The thing that drives me crazy about this, because who cares about Saturday Night Live, really? But it's very, uh, uh, it, it demonstrates how often liberals are very, very wrong about something, but very, very smug about being wrong yeah. about it. It's like when, you know, whenever we're having the national conversation about guns, 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 mm -hmm. and every liberal in America gets on television and says, you can't even hunt with an AR-15 because you'll blow the deer apart, you rube. <laughs> You're like, idiot. There are people who hunt with deer all the time. Yes. Hunt with an AR. So the debanking. We'll see, man. See if they come out and say, oh, we, you know. There was a little mistake made. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> oh, God. Get him out. <laughs> you mean like out of the country? Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I don't think I'm going to fight that exactly. All right. Oh, did you hear about somebody getting punched, like, right in the face in a Vegas courtroom? We'll let you decide if they had it coming. That story much more coming up right here.
We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This ad furnished by Nesmond Taju, LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, our friends in Vegas already know this story, um, but maybe you haven't heard this. Remember the courtroom where the dude jumped over like the bench and got after the judge? Oh, yeah. Started punching her? Yep. It's crazy, right? Something else happened in that same uh, courtroom or just outside that courtroom. There's this dude, Yusef Azami. He's 59. Um, he is appearing on a hearing of charges of kidnapping, lewdness, and sexual assault on a teenage girl. Okay? So, as the story went, it, it was kind of strange. This dude, um, he's from Afghanistan. He's an actor. All right? Um, he was charged after this teen fled to the Mirage Hotel and reported that he had allegedly raped her. The girl's age not disclosed in these court documents but she was either 14 or 15 at the time of the assault the teen said she was looking around to get something to smoke and eat when she encountered this dude at a marijuana dispensary parking lot she got in his car they drove to his apartment she's in the apartment she started to go to sleep and that's when he laid down behind her is what she's alleging okay and then asked him to stop gets away um, gets into the bathroom, ends up leaving in this dude's clothes. And then comes across a married couple and said, hey, I've just been assaulted. That's as the story goes. So he is there at the courthouse for this hearing. Well, at some point right before the hearing, uh, there's another dude that's sitting on a bench. And Azami is now walking down the hall 
Now this guy follows him. And somebody starts, you know, taking video of this. And a few words are exchanged. And this dude's name is Glenn Cromwell. And he is believed to be connected with the victim in the case. So a couple of words. All of a sudden, Cromwell, boom, right in the face, knocks him down. Hmm. And now, as people are like, oh, you know, you can hear. And there's a cop running that way. But before the cop can get there, boom, boom, <laughs> more punches, kicks, everything else. Yeah. So then they got a hold of him and arrested him. Yeah. Okay. So now the Azami guy, 59, you know, that allegedly assaulted the girl. He's due back in court February 20th. And then... Cromwell, the dude that punched him, is due back in court on March 19th. So the Azami guy, he was arrested and released on how much bail do you suppose? As far as the alleged sexual assaulting. 100 bucks. <laughs> That's good. 5,000. On the, on the number. Well done, Van Camp. So is that one of those cases where you could say, hey, that's probably not the way to handle that situation, but I understand. Yeah, if I'm security and I know the dynamics there, I might stop and retie my shoelaces for a minute. Yeah. I mean, we, we cheer that sort of thing, but I can tell you that going into the hallway and coming in face-to-face with the perp and saying something could end up, you could end up in jail. You could. Yes. But would it be worth it? Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know if Carl would say that, but yeah, I'm it guessing was. He, it was worth it. He, he might say that. They did threaten me with throwing to jail, though. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Biggest story of the day is three American soldiers killed overseas as a result of Biden's weakness on the world stage as Iran continues to fund proxies to attack our assets and our people in the Middle East. So now so the many question is, too, man. Yeah. Now, now the question is, what happens next? Do you trust Biden to handle it well? I don't. And that's no. what frightens me the most. Is this thing can spiral out of control in a heartbeat? Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then so what? Wait, you got Sullivan? You got Austin? You know who's really in charge? It's a fair question. That much more coming up right here. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Nikki Haley out on the trail, David? Yeah, she's still in the Republican presidential primary for some reason. Uh, and the next contested primary election, February 24th, her home state of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was on Meet the Press yesterday and said, hey, look, I don't even need to win South Carolina to prove that I can win the nomination. Okay. 
Well, we've got 17 delegates. He's got 32. I'd say that's pretty good to start. What I do think I need to do is I need to show that I'm building momentum. I need to show that I'm stronger in South Carolina than New Hampshire. Does that have to be a win? I don't think that necessarily has to be a win, but it certainly has to be better than what I did in New Hampshire, and it certainly has to be close. And so that's what we're focusing on. If we win, great. If not, we've got to show that we're continuing to narrow that margin along the way. So I hear to give you. people in Super Tuesday states a reason to know that they can continue to see and, and have us fight on. Okay. Again, I mean, just making casual observations like any other person. And then listen to people that follow this stuff closely, the ones that you trust. Yeah. If she doesn't win South Carolina, I mean, basically, people are already saying it's over. But it's, I mean, really over if she doesn't win South Carolina. Have you heard anyone else say well, what she just said? Well, yeah, it it's sounds a, conciliatory, too. It, I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a winner-take-all primary, so you can't even carve up a section of the delegates out of the state. I mean, and in Nevada, in the caucus, that actually matters, not the state-run primary. The caucus matters, and her name's not in there. No. So it is kind of all in on, on South Carolina. I, I don't know. I... This is kind of bizarre to me. It's certainly a novel approach, I guess. <laughs> to try to say, like, well, I got 48% of the vote in South Carolina, and that means that suddenly I'm going to win on Super Tuesday. I'm not, I don't really understand. I don't think that's likely, but that's why I say it's a novel approach. That's why I was like, a novel approach. That is the nicest way you could put that. It doesn't make any sense. Finishing second is actually a win. Okay. A strong second. And, you know, it's hard to totally know this sort of thing, but doesn't it feel like even after Trump with the E. Jean Carroll, was it $83 million he owes her now? Yeah. You know, judgment. The people are more on his side because they look at that and say, that's, in, that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, his lawyer, Lena Hava, she was not happy. She's calling people after... Uh, that came down. It is in writing, and I encourage the journalists, the real journalists, to take the minute to look at his orders. There was no proof. And I couldn't prove that she didn't bring in the dress. There was no DNA. There was no expert. My experts were denied. Two of them. Two of them were denied to come in. She was a very angry. Yeah. And Trump went on social media. Uh, truth social. Absolutely ridiculous. I fully disagree with both verdicts and will be appealing this whole Biden-directed witch hunt focused on me and the Republican Party. Our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. They have taken away all First Amendment rights. I mean, we've talked about this story before with E. Jean Carroll. A bit of a nut. That's not to say that something couldn't have happened. you got to go with all the conciliatory crap Oh, she no. doesn't even remember what year it was. No, I, I, I don't believe her at all. I, I don't I think either. She's lying. Yes. Well, Where did they come up with the arbitrary eighty-three million dollar figure? It, that's it what it had people like, just scratching their why heads. Why not just six gazillion or something? I mean, you know, while you're at it. I mean, yes. Why eighty? Why why did they stop at eighty-three million? I don't. I don't it's a weird. I don't know. Just the way I understand it, they sought more than ten million dollars for damage yeah. to her reputation. Yes. Stemming from his comments in 2019 when he was still president. They were looking for $10 million. They awarded her $18.3 million. Okay. And $65 million in punitive damages. 
I don't know, man. I don't, I, it seems like such a weird to put a dollar sign on something like that is bizarre. At $83 million, you're asking for 10 Well, I mean, she's put videos of herself out there where she lives in the forest, where she has the mouse house, and then she paints these trees this electric blue color. And so you've got these blue trees everywhere, and she's painting these rocks oh, and narrating it. And then what'd she name the cat? Or her cat was named Vagina. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Named the cat JJ there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I just wonder where, how they arrived at that figure. That's all. I mean, how do, they, how do you get there? I how think you're it, close to. How does it ratchet up that high? Any idea, David? Do you hear anything other than just, oh, just punish him? Just punish him. It's crazy. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But, of course, you have also legal experts saying she's not, she's not going to get any of that money. If she does, it's going to be years from now because it's appeals and this stuff can just drag on and on and on, which is, you know, not a huge surprise. There was another story out there. I don't know if you happen to see it, where this woman had her French bulldog stolen from her, and she tried to stand in front of the car before it was leaving. Wow. And then there's the first thing that alerted me to it. You know, you're looking at all these different stories, and I'm seeing this woman on the hood of this car, and it looks like it's going fast. So I watched part of the video. I'm like, what is going on? And then you see the story. This was Madeline Rivera, Fox. I'll just let her tell part of the story. And then this woman that was clinging to the hood of the car to save her dog. Hey, good morning, Kaylee. Yeah, the video of this is pretty nuts, so let's get right to it. I mean, can you imagine being on the street and seeing this video? You see the woman clutching onto the hood of the car as it sped around downtown Los Angeles, and as you mentioned, she says the people inside were the ones who took her dog. This happened on January 18th. The owner says she had been having lunch at the Whole Foods on Grand Avenue and 8th Street when a woman started walking to her table, calling to the dog before taking his leash and walking away with him. All right, time out. You're sitting there. You got your dog. Someone's like, hey, calling to the dog. You'd be dumbfounded if you're the owner of the dog, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then starts to take your dog? Yeah. And what are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd let them get that close. I mean, it's hard to know without... Yeah. seeing the whole picture of how this goes down, but she goes on. At first, the owner thought it was some kind of misunderstanding, so she followed the suspect, who then got into a getaway car. Took the dog. And did you know, like, this is a thing where people are stealing French bulldogs? Yeah, because those are expensive breeds. Lady Gaga's dogs got dog Exactly. Yeah. They mentioned that. But then there's the video. Have him ripped away from you. This, this is the owner of the dog. Have him ripped away from you. I wasn't willing to just let him go. My last resort was to stand in front of the car and tell them not to go. And they drove right into me and it pushed me onto the hood. And I just wasn't going to leave the car at that point. And I held on and they took off. I'm telling you, man, the video, it's crazy how fast it's going. Like, it, she's lucky she didn't die. So when they swerve and then she falls off, but they have not got the dog back yet. Wow. No, no. I know. So now there are people like, man, I don't even know if I want to take my French bulldog out for a walk. That's crazy, man. Poor little pups. I, I will say, I mean, that lady is more gutsy than all those cops in Uvalde. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, you think about that. My gosh, those parents wanted to go in. Yeah. They wouldn't let them, you know. 
get Ace Ventura on that. <laughs> Way to lighten that up, Scotty. Appreciate that. David took that to a very dark place. Oh, my goodness. I'd rather think of Ace with his head out the window, yeah, trekking down these bad people. That's what I want to picture. Okay. Um, here, here's something for you. A little news you can uh, use. Health news. Signs of anxiety. Phone habits. Could be. You ready for this? As you're doom scrolling right now? That's one of them, Scott. Doom scrolling? Do you know what doom scrolling is? I don't is? think I do. When you're constantly searching for, you know, news. And a lot of times it's disturbing. Oh, well. I guess we do that before the show every day, don't that's we? Yeah, that's scrolling. Yeah, that's, that's like, not even doom scrolling. That's just like life. part of it. Yeah. yeah. Sort of what it is. Do you ever avoid people by using your phone? Yeah. If you're out somewhere, yeah. then you just like act like you're I, I, totally I'm consumed. I'm busy, yes. Yeah. So I don't want to talk. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David, you've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, that's another uh, sign of anxiety. How about the abil inability to put your phone down? Uh, I can usually put my phone down when I need to. I can quit anytime I want. All right. <laughs> Are you judging? Right. Exactly. I have it under control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can do that okay. You, Scott, you struggle a little bit. I have more of a struggle probably than anybody on this show. Yes. I'm surprised you admitted that. Hey. Got to admit you're an alcoholic before anything changes, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yep. That is true. And do you ever panic when the phone's not working? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have when it gets when it gets down to like 2% battery life. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've had that sort of anxiety if I'm out, especially if I'm out with the kids or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, what if somebody needs to call me? And that yeah. never happens. But yeah. Yeah, but it's the idea that your yeah. phone is out of power. Now somebody is trying to call you. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed more and more people, it seems like, out in public are getting irritated with other people's phone habits. Like, hey, can you put it down? Oh, yeah. You know, like it, sometimes at well, concerts I mean, and things like go that. Go to anywhere where there's kids sitting with their family and the kids are on the phone. I times. see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to police that. Yeah. Other people are getting irritated. And to, for me to go up and go, hey! There was, there was this deal at a concert. I thought of you, Scott, when I heard this. Richard Marks. Every once in a while, you'll bring up Richard Marks. He played songs on Top yeah. 40 Radio in the 80s. Yeah. He's still out there doing it, some shows. Yeah. Some lady, he's doing a song. It's like this acoustic piece, and she yells something. It's kind of strange. Hmm. And then he ends the song, and he lets her have it. Have you heard this? No. No. Oh, I think, I think you'll actually get a kick out of this. Listen to this. sure what she was saying like i'm genuinely curious who raised you <laughs> to think that anything you could yell out was more important than what we were doing <laughs> learn some manners lady i'm not a huge richard marks fan i don't mind him doing that at all no that I just gained a little bit of respect for him. See? I mean, to go to those shows, though, where they're doing, like, a quiet a song and people are talking is annoying enough. Yes. If they're yapping behind you. But then they're going to yell something that's what's supposed to add to the experience? Who knows? Yeah, you never know in that sort of situation. But I thought you would like that. People are drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right.
Okay, so we talk about this stuff all the time. Every day, it does seem like there is a new crisis out there. Yeah, what, what's China going to do with Taiwan? What's North Korea up to? The chubby little nut job, you know, firing off nukes and whatnot. Not to mention the Middle East, of course. Uh, how will all of that affect your savings and investments? Not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold, and Birch Gold Group can help. Yeah. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or a 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. All you got to do is just text MVCR to 989898 for a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. Yeah, let the pros, excuse me, at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances through uh, precious metals. Text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898 to get started. All right. David's bringing in a story that is a life hack. I thought that was against your own rules. It is. This is how ChatGPT can be a personal trainer. I can't wait to hear this story in a news update next. and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember angie's list is now angie and we're here to get your job done right get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or download the app today It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus 100 bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt, yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, White House spokesperson John Kirby speaking today, taking questions. You know, the United States is not looking for a war, and they don't want a wider conflict uh-huh. in the Middle East. Well, you've got one, okay. so now what? Exactly. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Not exactly the tone people were hoping for today after three soldiers killed. Uh, but we'll have an update on that a little bit later. You have a life hack, yeah, David. It's all this from the Daily Mail. Usually I don't like life hacks, but I think this is very interesting. Mm. Could You could call it a life hack. You could call it a, a pro tip, mm. uh, depending on what verbiage you prefer. Los Angeles woman, 26 years old. She Her first name is Miranda. I don't know her last name. Uh, has revealed that she is getting in shape, and the secret to success is chat GPT, AI-based chatbot. And all she does is say, here's my personal information, here are my goals for fitness, here's the equipment I have at my disposal, write me a workout plan. And it turns out a workout plan for her. She tweaks it a little bit, but I thought that that's pretty interesting to me. That's changing the game. Wow. But, I mean, there's a severe lack of uh, accountability on the part of the robot, though, right now. I just got to say. <laughs> have you played around with that at all, the chat I, GPT? I have not, no. Yeah. The future scares me. Yeah. Um, again, man, I think I did it that day when I had it churn out a speech a la Kamala Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I got positive feedback on that. It was a whole lot of words saying nothing that was yep. somehow, you know, attempting to be inspirational. They if nailed you, it. If you want, I can bring that back a little bit later. It no, was, I think you should because it's a great example. It was something. Well, you mentioned, you know, earlier in the show about Kamala Harris loving school buses because there are a lot yeah. of cities now that are shutting down the electric buses for a number of different reasons. Um she really is this master at saying obvious things but making it seem like you've never heard it before you get what i'm saying yeah it's like well yes of course we we understand how school buses work for crying out loud this isn't you know anything new what what do you mean but she just talks so i'm, I'm uh- One of the things that I'm very excited about is what we have been doing in terms of electric vehicles. Um, And I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. (laughs) I really do. And we're manufacturing them in our country. (laughs) Oh, my God, really? Never ends with her. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. White House spokesperson John Kirby yeah. talking to media today yeah, of about course. the attack. Yeah, he's on the hot seat because Corrine Jean-Pierre, the actual White House press secretary, can't talk. 
Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, it's up to him to do the uh, hard stuff. And it was certainly a hard weekend as Iranian-backed uh, attackers launched an attack against U.S. forces, killing three and wounding dozens more over the weekend. Um, now, an interesting update from the Wall Street Journal. The reason why that attack went undeterred was because there was a confusion or there there was some confusion in the defensive technology that they had deployed. You had a U.S. drone that was returning at about the same time as the attacking drone did. And whatever system they have in place that's supposed to recognize threats got confused. Oh, man. The robots got confused, basically, and said, well, that, that's probably one of ours that's coming in. And, in fact, it was not. It was an enemy drone. Okay. Well, as Kirby is out there um, answering different questions, and he gives condolences to the families and talks about the people wounded, they'll get the best medical care. Um, and then he's, you know, making three points that was like, two or three of them, and then he gets to this. His troops were conducting a vital mission in the region aimed at helping us work with partners to counter ISIS. And even as the Defense Department gathers more information about the attack, that mission must and will continue. Third, the counter ISIS mission is separate and distinct. Indeed, it has been long-standing and unrelated to our efforts to support Israel and to prevent a wider conflict in the region. We do not seek another war. We do not seek to escalate. But we will absolutely do what is required to protect ourselves, to continue that mission, and to respond appropriately to these attacks. Okay, I suppose it's easy to take shots and say, no, but you didn't do what was needed to protect. So that's the way a lot of people feel today well, because of all this mealy mouth yeah. stuff that led up to this. I mean, David, you've talked about this before. It's the government bystander approach to everything. Yeah. Everything is happening around the Biden administration, not as a result of it. No, it, and it's the, the whole bystander approach, you know. And again, should they have done something earlier? Yeah, of course, but they didn't. And now we got the bystander approach. Well, you know, we'll do something. Well, again, man, a couple of weeks ago, Biden talking about Iran. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. Already delivered the message. They know not to do anything. Yeah. No, they didn't. Kirby goes on. Now, I know the first uh, set of questions I'm going to get are, uh, well, what does that look like? What's appropriate? And what response options is the president considering? I hope you can understand why I'm not going to telegraph any punches here from the podium, nor will I get in front of the president or his decision making. He's met twice with the national security team yesterday and today. He's weighing the options before him. As he said yesterday, we will respond. We'll do that on our schedule, in our time. And we'll do it in the manner of the president's choosing as commander-in-chief. We'll also do it fully cognizant of the fact that these groups, backed by Tehran, have just taken the lives of American troops. And I think I'll leave it there. So what do you take from that? I mean, that, that's just a company man giving out the company line, you know, speaking in vague terms. And, and yep. I, I can appreciate that, at least. I mean, remember, Trump used to always say that. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to keep all cards on the table. Right. The problem is the backstory here is wildly different from a guy like Donald Trump. Uh, the backstory in this case 
is a group of people who have absolutely no idea what they're doing and should not be trusted. I mean, when you're unlocking billions of dollars to fund the Iranian government and their interests in terrorism from jump. I know. Then, yeah, I really don't trust you to do anything or at least do anything that makes any sense. Think if legacy media was as critical of this administration as they would be a Trump administration and its handling of this situation, mm -hmm. of how much money we've helped Iran get and how we're always trying to give them another seat at the table. On and on and on. Or if, if this were the Trump administration and you had the Secretary of Defense not let the Commander-in-Chief know that he was gone. Can you imagine that would still be part of the narrative right now? Try to just sweep that away. It's just incredibly frustrating. And then, you know, that clip you had before of Karine Jean-Pierre of, you know, trying to give condolences to the family. Dude. That's just, I mean, goodness gracious, uh, man. Obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Imagine that's a spokesperson in Australia, the UK, somewhere, and you're watching that going, yeah. "Oh my gosh, what happened to them?" It's embarrassing, man. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine if that's a spokesperson for the Iranian government. We'd be like, oh, okay, we're cool. Those guys are idiots. Exactly. That's true. 100%. Meanwhile, completely different talk, uh, topic. Uh, a Biden White House official was talking about natural gas. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another example of how nobody here knows what they're doing. Uh, the Biden administration, as we talked about last week, has stopped a major uh, natural gas project and is pausing natural gas exports because of climate change. They talked to a 25-year-old dude who's, who's, who's got a following on TikTok, and they decided to, once again, kneecap American energy. Now, one would hope that they would at least be able to articulate why they were doing it in the name of climate justice, as they call it now. Climate advisor Ali Zaidi was asked, hey, how much will this decision lower carbon emissions? Give us a ballpark estimate here. Okay. Fair question. Yeah. Okay. That's a really, I think that's part of what this uh, review is all about, is to understand what are the implications of LNG. Um, we've started to learn more about leakage rates at different parts of the supply chain, upstream, midstream, downstream. We've started to learn a lot about what happens to uh, LNG as it's chilled and then shipped uh, overseas. Um, we're also seeing major shifts in uh, the demand for this product. What is it backing out on the other end um, you think about a lot of our allies and partners who hold on use that lng today are you losing it here i have no idea what he just said what is he <laughs> talking about backing out the leg and we don't are we getting close to the answer to the question God, uh, no almighty. yeah no right where is the answer to the question it was a question was asked and you're into this some kind of bizarro world yakking going on
Just figure you don't have to answer it if you just keep going keep on. Keep talking about nonsense. Yeah, you just All right. use that LNG today. Actually are on a trajectory to back out that demand, uh, to replace it with things like clean energy and energy efficiency. So what does this it mean? will uh, take all of those factors in and hopefully uh, produce a uh, an answer that helps us answer this uh, this really important question. We don't know what the impact will be in terms of carbon emissions. We're doing this to find out, is what he just said. Yeah, the answer will be the answer. Yes. Okay. What? And as far as, like, allies and partners around the world, I mean, the reason they're backing out of uh, natural gas, in large part, to the extent that they are in Europe, is because sanctions against Russia. And they're burning coal now. Yeah. You never hear that legacy media. No, that's just not part of it. Again, man. But Biden's out there, whatever he's doing and whatever he's saying, you know, it's all good. What, uh, the water, beer, energy, all good, er. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. Yeah, Great Lakes. Woo! Man, I can't wait to see the Earth Riders. Yeah, Earth Riding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And what was it with the economy he was griping? Because Trump, well, he said if, if the economy is going to tank, I'd rather it be, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Now. Well, sort of, yeah. It's kind He's of not hoping the economy tanks, but that's another thing that they just throw out yeah. there. And then Biden the puts West, it the, He wants to see the economy crash this year. <laughs> the sitting president. He is the sitting president? Say, my faith, bless me, Father, for, I mean, come on, man. What? I don't know. I don't know. You expect me to know? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows. No, it's But tough. people just applaud. Yeah. And laugh. Well, remember that whole thing where Trump called troops suckers and losers? Well, he yelled it. Didn't he yell that one? Yes. Yeah, okay. He got, he got some yelling was, in. That was yeah. never verified, but right. still out there and rolling with it. And then he did one of your favorite things, Scott, started yelling. He, I, he yelled. And he yeah. referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. Oh. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us dressed like that? Your son and all of us. His son and something. What is said? Uh, about my son and all of us dressed like that. All Yes. <laughs> How dare you talk about sissies like that? And all yes. All of us dressed like that. All Was that David's a- really trying hard to figure that one out. Okay, so so the the urban legend pushed by the left is that Donald Trump, I believe this was during a visit to France, was looking at a memorial there for the soldiers who died during World War II, specifically the invasion of, of Normandy. And as the urban legend goes, Donald Trump made some reference to these guys being suckers and losers. Now, others have gone out on the record and saying, I, I never heard him say that, no. Right. Uh, Trump did not say that. So, I mean, again, but it's one of those things that's out there now. But in that context, within that framework of talking about soldiers who perished in battle, he mentions his son, Bo. Did he just again claim that his kid was killed in combat? It seems to be so. I don't know what but he said. But I don't know really what is. he said in the last yeah. part of it there, you know? How dare he talk about my son and all of us dressed like that? 
My son, yeah. My son, and you're talking about soldiers killed in combat. Bo Biden was not killed in combat. No. Did he say soldiers killed in combat? Is that what he said? That that's the context that he's referencing. Yeah. That, that the again the conspiracy the theory is that thing. yeah Donald yeah. Trump was calling soldiers killed in combat suckers and losers. Yes. But I don't know what else he says after I don't, I, my son and something. How dare you talk about my son and all of us just like that? And all, all officers what? like that. Christmas like that. Christmas <laughs> like that. Osmus? Uh, could be. Brad Osmus? Brad I don't Osmus. know. <laughs> <laughs> Former Major League catcher Brad Osmus. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm Brad like, Osmus is like, hey man, leave me out of this, okay? <laughs> one. All Osmus like that. Osmus like that. I don't know. Ox, ox, to my ox, knowledge. Boy. Trump has never called Brad Osmus a, a sucker or a loser. Yes, that we are pretty certain of. I think he called believe. him a fine person, though. Yeah. Mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. Yeah. If nothing else, we got a game to play every day trying to figure it out. Okay. I do have a Trump story you'll want to hear, and much more straight up. make resolutions this time of year and let's face it most of them won't stick but here's one that's not only easy to keep but will help you feel healthier all year long navage navage provides quick drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril around the back of the nose and out of the other nostril this time of year when everyone is sick navage helps by sucking out germs bacteria and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable and come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did you have an update, David? I just heard you laughing. Yeah, I just want you to know, uh, John Kirby, spokesman for the White House, says that the Biden administration has been 
contrary to what you and I may believe and know to be true, contrary to that, they have been holding Iran's feet to the fire from day one. How? Well, I'll let John Kirby explain this. Okay. Uh, clearly, these attacks continue, and now they've had lethal consequences. Uh, we know these groups are supported by Iran. Make no mistake about that. We, we know that. Uh, and this administration has taken action in the past to hold them accountable. And we've taken action over the last three years to hold Iran accountable for a range of destabilizing activities. Ow. What are the specifics and how has that worked? It has. That, that's a fair question. All I remember is just saying, don't, don't, yeah. don't. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't meant anything. Oh, that's so don't really throughout history has worked every time. Remember Churchill saying don't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini and, you know, yeah. I remember when Trump did say don't or you will see fire and fury like this world has never seen. And yeah. people freaked out and yeah. then nothing happened. And I still believe to this day that wild card factor worked in Trump's favor. Sure. Like, you're not sure what that dude's capable of. I mentioned this piece just real quick. I found this to be interesting. This was in New York Magazine, pretty far left, talking about Trump haters turned Trump voters, how Trump could win the election. Well, what they're talking about, and I don't think this is all that uncommon, is this lady by the name of Karen Olson. And... You know, long story short, she's 57, retired government worker from Bristol, New Hampshire. Not all that thrilled with her choices. She was a Trump supporter. She was um, helping in the re-election um, in 2020, uh, but then turned sour on Trump on a number of different things. And this time around, really didn't want him to run at all. Uh, she felt like he should stay in the background. He could have been like the father of the party, an advisor to other candidates. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of people saying that a couple of years back. Um, but anyway, once he started running, she really wanted Ron DeSantis. And when he, Trump called him desanctimonious, it bothered her a lot. She doesn't like any of that stuff. And it just sort of went on where it's going on and on. And now... Obviously, she's going to be voting for Trump again after she really was ticked off at him for a long time, but has seen what's happened over time, especially with all the legal stuff. And it's like, well, goodness gracious, you don't want to have another Biden presidency. You could lose the country. And it's weird because I think, you know, the likes of New York Magazine, they can't quite understand that. It's like, well, what about January 6th? What about norms? What about the threat to democracy? Blah, 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 blah. Now, there are a lot of people that may not like Trump as a person or like everything that he says, but they love the policies. And the other thing they love is just sanity. Some sense of normalcy in the country that has certainly been lost over the last few years. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story today. Biggest story of the day is that because of uh, President Biden's weakness on the world stage, three American soldiers are dead in an attack launched against U.S. forces uh, serving to combat ISIS or what's left of ISIS in the Middle East. Um, And the attack was launched by uh, an Iranian-backed militia, a group. Yeah, there's several of them. My goodness. Okay. So we'll get an update on that. Uh, there's a piece of entertainment news we got to get to. And then you got 
three big stories, Scott Robbins. Yep. Of course, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Anything about the Chiefs or Taylor Swift in there? No. Just asking. Not today. Asking for a friend. All right, we'll get to that much more coming up in just a couple. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Marthley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Um, all right, so you know how it was confirmed that at least a dozen aid workers from the UN and Gaza took part directly in the October 7th terror attack in Israel. Yep. And now the United States is uh, pausing our contributions to that organization because we all know it was more than 12. Yeah, um, and they're you know this is called UNRWA is is how they refer to it this agency in Gaza, and uh, the U.S. has pressed pause. Multiple Western nations have also pressed pause because again everybody knows that this is an organization that has set up schools that serve as radicalization centers uh, for young children in Gaza to get them to hate Israelis and hate Jews. Yeah. And so now this this gives them uh, the out that they needed as far as Western contributions. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't read the news, though. Everyone's favorite socialist in the House of Representatives wrote, quote, Cutting off support to UNRWA, the primary source of humanitarian aid to 2 million-plus Gazans, is unacceptable. Among an organization of 13,000 U.N. aid workers risking the starvation of millions over grave allegations of 12 is indefensible. The U.S. should restore aid immediately. Hmm. It was so like, you know. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Okay. Good one. She was on one of the Talking Heads shows. I saw a brief clip. And I really do wonder sometimes who really listens to what she has to say and takes that, you know, like to the bank. Like, boy, you can really count on what she says. I believe in that. Are there a lot? No, you would know more no. than me, David. There can't be. I mean, obviously, somebody's hanging on her every word. I think it's the whole spectacle. Yeah, I think... Isn't it? From the, from the beginning, she's kind of been more of a media creation than anything else. Yeah. Her yeah, influence has, has been that. Uh, I mean, remember... What was that? It was right after she was elected and she had been spouting off about a bunch of stuff. And there was polling out there where I think it was like 12% of Americans had a positive view of her. Yep. And another, whatever, 30 some odd percent had a negative view of her. And then the rest of the country was like, who the hell is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Yes. But she was on the cover of magazines. Right. She's a a media creation. She is. She's a spectacle. And. That's why they drag her on there. She's going to say something crazy. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. She was mocking those people. That's still wild to me. That's her constituents, and she's out there mocking because she was doing the dances. They were, you know, all complaining about her. Oh, yeah. She doesn't care. Wants to be a star for crying out loud. 
This is a sad story before we get to the Robbins trifecta. I don't know if you saw this. Jay Leno's wife has dementia. Yeah, I saw this story. I was sad. I mean, it is sad. And then I know exactly what I felt when I read the story. And then I was questioning, why do I feel that way? And I'll explain. So you see this, that Jay Leno filed for conservatorship over his wife, Mavis, battling dementia. Legal papers say that Mavis has been progressively losing capacity and orientation to space and time for several years. Yeah. It said Jay is fully capable of continuing his support for her physical and financial needs as he has throughout their marriage. You know, they had met in the 70s after he performed at the Comedy Store in L.A. They got married in 1980. She's 77, he's 73, and, you know, been taking care of her. And my thought was, well, that's really cool. I'm, you know, I'm really glad he's doing that. Yeah. And then I questioned... Well, of course you would feel that way, but it's almost like someone in Hollywood that actually does it. It means something else. Oh, yeah. no. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's his first and only wife. Which is another yeah, remarkable, remarkable thing. Remarkable unto itself. Yes. Um, yeah, I read. The, I saw the story today, too. You know, I mean, the Bruce Willis situation yeah. is, well, not completely similar, kind of similar, in that, you know, his family huddled around him and took care of him, and they are taking care of him. Yeah. And the conservatorship I was I, I wondered about because I guess it's like if Jay would go before her then you know that then whatever his whoever has his stuff afterwards wouldn't be her it would be somebody else. Okay. Who would then have to take care of her. That's the way I understand it anyway. Yeah. They no, never had kids. No, no kids. Uh-uh. So yeah. It is this weird thing. I'm glad that he is. Yeah. But you're almost in a way surprised and and that's kind of sad in a way. I mean, he seems like one of the more decent people in that neck of the woods, you know? You think so? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I read the book, and not-so-decent guy sometimes. Very ambitious, but then again, a lot of people are. So, Oh, okay. So I, the no, I did not... The book where he was hiding in the closet. and Hiding in the closet? Well, What's that? Because of the Letterman thing was going to end up with Johnny Slot, and he wanted it, and there was all this stuff going on behind the scenes, and... He would try to overhear conversations that they were having, and <laughs> oh, like it portrayed like a yeah. sneaky way he got yeah, the gig. Yeah, it was just a weird. Yeah, oh, the whole aware thing was it had some stink on it. Yeah, so wow, interesting. Yeah. All right, you ready for your big yeah. three? Yeah, here we go. Trifecta time. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I think he's ready. I'm ready. All right. Three. Super Bowl Sunday's coming up. We got plans. Three. Number three. A man walks out on the wing of an airplane. Uh, This is crazy. You got a lot of craziness at airports recently. Since the world continues to deal with wings falling off and holes being blown into the side <laughs> of the, you know, that kind of thing. But this happened at Mexico, Mexico City International Airport. Happened on Friday. It created quite a spectacle. An Air Mexico flight to Guatemala was awaiting takeoff when a male passenger opened one of the plane's emergency exits and walked onto the wing of the plane. Now, you would think passengers would be very upset by that simply because, hey, man, you're delaying the, the flight, right? Yeah. i got to wait for your knuckleheads to pull you off the wing yeah. of the plane before we can go anywhere. Not so fast. Apparently, the plane had been on the ground for four hours while there were some mechanical issues with the plane while they were working. Uh-huh. on. They couldn't deplane. The pressure was leaving the cabin. People were having trouble breathing because the air was stale. There was no fresh air coming in, and it was hot. 
And uh, this guy was like, screw this. I'm getting out. So he opened it up and climbed on the wing. Now, yeah. 70 passengers on the plane have written letters of support for this guy. Like, hey, leave him alone. Isn't he in trouble? Yeah, he has. Well, yeah, you can't just do that. I understand. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much trouble he's in. Yeah, because they're they're like, hey, we support him. You know, hell, we'd have done it too if we had thought of it. But <laughs> you know, he he did. Interesting. We just had enough, man. People have enough. That's Four hours it. a long time. Gosh dang, no toilets. You couldn't use the toilet. Well, you could use it, but it wasn't able to expunge anything in it. And oh, now it was on with the countdown. Bad all the way around. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top I'll see three you on of the, the day, wing, man. Okay, yeah. Up to number two. Uh, number two. All you gave me was not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, this happened at a Walmart, uh, and this happened in a Walmart. In, in, I'm, I don't specifically where it is, somewhere in Minnesota, but uh, the guy's name is Colin Rugg. It was on Saturday. Rugg reported what should be great news. There was a woman that had been abusing her child in a Walmart and was, in fact, arrested. They ran video on this thing, and you can see how the woman mistreated her son. It was sub-freezing temperatures. He was clothed only in a diaper and a garbage bag. And she threw food at him while he was in the shopping cart. Well, one of the employees of Walmart grabbed her phone and started taping this and going, hey, this is ridiculous. So this woman summarily was arrested. And the video, of course, went viral after she neglected her freezing son. Good, right? Cambria Derby was arrested after her uh, two-week-old son was, in fact, and paramedics were there to help him out. The woman, by the way, who shot the video, the Walmart employee, yeah. fired. There's a rule in Walmart. You cannot videotape any customers in the store. Period. Man, is that because of all those viral photos and videos of people at Walmart? Yeah. I suppose. That may be brand protection, but you would yep. think if you're actually documenting a crime that's being committed. Yes. And a crime that she was charged with, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, there would not be on a, a difference here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I'm glad. I'm, I'm hoping you always hope that these people get jobs elsewhere, right? Somebody will read this and go. I would guess. Well, so. I'll hire this person. Hey, right? Target needs a PR win. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. You're right. Yes, yeah, that's very true. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. And finally, one number one. James Woods shared a meme that you like. Well, it's hard because I know it's a meme and I know it's radio, but let me try to describe what it is here. There are some cavemen in a cave. They're all together, and they have a fire burning. And it, underneath it says, the first liberals. Why does it say that? Well, one of the cavemen is saying, we really need to ban fire before someone gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I laughed out loud when I saw that. So congratulations, James Woods. You did it again. And there you have it. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. I did see this. Is an added bonus. Um, people Google narcissists a lot. Of course. Dude, if you look at social media at all, everybody's a narcissist except the person bitching about narcissists. <laughs> they're well, the yeah. only ones that are clean. They're, they're, they're <clears throat> totally clean. They're going to tell you what to look out for in the world of a narcissist. Well, in this study, they checked out how often people Google things across four categories. Wanting to learn about narcissists, narcissists in relationships, Narcissists and families, and at work. Surprisingly, bosses aren't the top person we wonder about. Oh. People Google the most if your mom is a narcissist. Oh, wow. I'm guessing this is younger people that's doing this more than anyone else. Yeah. Um, then it's husband, boyfriend, then wife, 
partner, dad, friend, girlfriend, sister, and on down the line. And according to the results, the five states with the most narcissists, number one is Texas, followed by, well, who would you guess? Uh, Michigan. I don't know. It's Iowa. I- Iowa? Huh. That's surprising. Yeah. Followed by New Hampshire, Maine, and Indiana. Oh. Hawaii has the least. A lot of early primary states there. How about the city with the most narcissists? And it's a landslide there. New York. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well played. That's good. But I, I like to be very interesting. Why do I always attract narcissistic men? <laughs> <laughs> because you are. Do they actually say it like that? Oh, well, yeah. Or is that just oh, the way you hear it? my head of my voice, yeah. <laughs> All right. News update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority, and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So there's a uh, toy store, an actual, like, children's toy store in uh, San Francisco, the oldest in the city. Okay. Uh, It's called Jeffrey's Toys. And, in fact, it served as inspiration for the animators of Pixar's first uh, big film, which was Toy Story. Okay. Uh, one of the animators on that was actually the son or was in the family that owns it. And mm-hmm. so he said, yeah, my dad would just close up the shop and we could go and study the toys, play with the toys, figure out how they move, how would they work, if they were real life, all of that stuff. Legendary store. They're closing now. 
because of crime in San Francisco. Man. They've been open since 1938, and they're shutting down now. They say our rent is $20,000 a month. We had an employee who almost got stabbed. We've had shoplifting. We are not getting any foot traffic because no one wants to come to San Francisco. That is so sad, man. Jeez. One was just, what, last week in and out burger out of Oakland. Yeah. This is the first time they've ever closed a store. Ever. Well, honestly, you how can you run a business that way? You can't. I mean, and sometimes people get, you know, a little over dramatic, but I don't think it is to say we're putting our employees' lives at risk. Yes. Well, that's not over dramatic at all. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, you'd be watching a game like the NFC Championship in San Francisco, and people are like, no, what's it like Like where the stadium is compared to where all the crime is? Like, well, you're talking like an hour drive away Yeah. where that is. By the way, speaking of the Super Bowl matchup, found this interesting stat because there's, you know, everybody's bringing out stats this time of year. Pulled people. Who won the Super Bowl last year? How many Americans can name last year's Super Bowl champion? What do you think? Percentage? Yeah. Like half? Is it half? Is it no. two-thirds? 30. 30? That's what I'll say. That what you say, David? Uh, I might go a little lower than that. 25%. It's about 33%. Oh. That's surprising, man. I, You know what? I stopped, though, and calibrated. Yeah. It wasn't like something that rolled real quick. You yeah. have it now? Yeah. Chiefs. Very good. Yeah. How about the year before that? Bears. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't remember. year before that was the Rams, right? Yeah. Over I the think. Bengals? I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. And before that, it was the Buccaneers, the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Is that true? Or was that the year after? No, oh, that, that, you're right. Okay. Not quite losing it yet. Give it time. I will. All right. You ready for Nimrods? Oh, yep. this is a good one, man. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start in New Jersey, where somebody is vandalizing someone else's home with pepperoni. <laughs> Large chunks of of pepperoni left on this lady's doorstep, thrown around the porch. They were also strategically placed down the stairs. There were four slices on the hood of her car, four on the trunk. Um, no idea who did it, so she reported it to the cops. Yeah. So there wasn't any real damage, but she's worried about it happening again because someone was trespassing, and if they come with pepperoni again, the meat could damage the paint on her car. Well, it's also like, man, next time bring some cheese and crackers, too. Yeah, Trying to make a spread over here. Like a John Hughes movie, the Pepperoni Bandits. <laughs> That's, she's calling them the Pepperoni Bandits. Yeah. Yes. But here's the other controversy. Not 100% clear it's pepperoni. Uh-huh. A local pizzeria owner said it looks like some kind of salami, oh. which is in the family of pepperoni. <laughs> okay. We got to be very careful. Got to be exact here. <laughs> and he also said, as an Italian, seeing this hurts the heart. Poor fellow. So they're keeping an eye out for the pepperoni bandits there. And then there's a dude in Florida arrested last week 
He allegedly struck a Circle K cashier in the forehead with a chocolate egg. Dang. Not enough to do any damage, but enough to tick you off real good. Yeah. yeah. Like ready to throw down. And that's Nimrod's in the news.